All right, everybody, Theology Pit 2021 coming back at you. We're going to have a lot more content. We're going to have a lot more stuff going on, and I want you to stay tuned. We're going to be talking about salvation a lot this year, and we're going to be critiquing some other Christians. You fall into the Theology Pit. Theology You fall in the Theology Pit. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Theology Pit. This is Theology out of Pittsburgh and not to be confused with The Bottomless Pit because you know what we say, when you fall into a bottomless pit, you die of dehydration. I'm your friendly neighborhood theologian, podcaster, Pastor Samson Kovach coming back at you with another episode of The Theology Pit, the first one of 2021. And I've been, you know, kind of reflecting on some of the stuff we did, the interviews that we did, um, but we need a little more talking content also. We will get back to the interviews and, you know, I, I do want to have discussions with other people. Um, but uh, I've been noticing a trend lately on... Um, places like YouTube and Twitch, and I'm going to be starting up a Twitch channel. It's it's up and running. I, I haven't put up a schedule yet for it on, um, on, on there, but I'm the Twitch theologian. Come on, you can ask questions. I'll be doing different things on there live. I'm going to live stream more to Facebook, also to the Theology Pit page. So keep a lookout for all that stuff because it'll help with some of the, the visual things that we have going on you know, with, uh, with the theology pit. Um, so when we discuss salvation, some people have a lot of trouble, a lot of trouble understanding salvation. Um, salvation is usually discussed in three parts, uh, past, present, and future and justification, which as defined in scripture in Romans four, five in particular, is the forgiveness of sins and the being made positionally righteous with God. And what that means is that it's as though you did everything perfect. It's not as though your sins are forgiven, but yet, you know, you still have all this baggage and God is just pretending that, you know, you you did everything right. No, he actually declares you to be right. And in, in doing so, he's giving you the righteousness of Christ. This is what's happening. So it's an alien righteousness. Okay. It's a foreign righteousness, but it's no less ours. Now, all this stuff happened in the past. This is all completely in the past. And the present then reality is we come to the realization that that has occurred outside of us. And what do we do? Well, we become oversensitive to our sin and we want to do something in order to gain something that we already have. So in a way, it's it's a lack of trust in what God has done and in what Christ has done for us. And, you know, you want to be real careful with that, um, not because you can lose that in any ways, because it was never yours to gain in the first place, but you take that good news and you proclaim it to others. And this is within this part of sanctification, and you will be sanctified in the future. Also, uh, you will be glorified in the future. This is the resurrection that occurs. Now, all of this is salvation, okay? You being separated completely uh, from, you know, the the reprobate um, as you are a regenerate person, and you will get a new body, 
okay, an incorruptible body. You no longer get sick. You no longer die. This is what this is talking about. All of this is salvation. But when people talk about salvation and being saved, they always put it in the justification category. And then they move it into the present time. And so there's all these things that you have to do in order to get saved. Uh, the Reformation fought this in... Um, you know, the 16th century, this is what a lot of the stuff, you know, was, was argued about. And, um, there were a few missteps with the reformation. That's why they had the battle cry of Semper Reformanda, always reforming. This always reforming concept is the thing that, um, a lot of people have given up on. And so what they do is they just go back, well, what did they say four or 500 years ago? That's what we should believe. And that goes against the spirit of Semper Reformanda. And so we have to continue to, to evaluate constantly, you know, what we believe and what we look at. And because of the lack of doing this, people have taken what has been said and they have um, made it a works-based salvation. They have taken something like faith, for example, and they have turned faith into a work. And this is extremely problematic in in making it be a work. Um, you know, I've always found it to be problematic, uh, but the way people are getting around it is they're saying, well, if I am doing something for my salvation and I call it faith, then it's no longer a work. It can have all the attributes of a work. Um, meriting God's favor is the problem here. Grace is defined by the reformers and, and understood throughout scripture as an unmerited favor. Okay. It is just the favor of God that people have received without doing anything. Okay. Um, starting with Abram. Okay. In, in Genesis, he wasn't searching for God. He didn't do anything. All right. But God gave him grace, you know, gave him favor and it was obviously unmerited. Okay. Uh, we just came out of, you know, Christmas and we're still technically in the Christmas season when this will be released. Mary was not seeking out God in what was about to happen. And she was called, you know, favored one, highly favored one. You know, it's in the Latin, it was translated as, you know, full of grace. And this grace that she received was unmerited. Okay, so it's it's not like making up unmerited grace, you know, started in the um, with the Reformation. This is something that's just always been. It's just they had a poor understanding of grace, and right now um, the word faith it needs a reformation as well because people are taking the word faith and they're making it out to be something that it is not, or retaining what it is is something that it was never intended to be. And this is part of the problem with the Reformation. They were very focused on grace, but they were not focused on faith. And so we need to get a good understanding of faith because if we don't have that, well then, you know, we say, well, I'm saved by faith, meaning my faith is what saves me, uh, the content of my faith. And merit is defined as anything that you do that motivates God to look favorably upon you. So, um, let's say merit is, you know, uh, paying money to pray in front of statues of saints. And by doing so, you then gain the grace of God, which saves you. 
All right. A lot of us listening would say that's obviously wrong, but the same mechanic then gets put in the place whenever you say, I have to know things and believe those things and confess all of my sins and turn from my sinful life, completely repent, make Jesus Christ Lord of my life. And then I gain the favor of God. I gain grace. Well, that's merit. That's a lot of work that you're doing in order to do that. Okay. It's the same exact thing. It is the same exact thing. The mechanics are, are, are the same, but people will say, well, no, because I'm doing it by faith and faith is not a work. And so therefore faith is not a work. Um, I can't, anything that I can put under the title of faith that immediately becomes a non-work and essential to my salvation. Now there is a, uh, a person who's a gamer um, he plays video games, uh, mostly Fortnite, and he calls himself Dr. Witnesser. And Dr. Witnesser is a Seventh-day Adventist. So maybe we'll talk about some of the bizarre concepts that that they have. Um, but he, I, I've heard him in, in videos that he has on YouTube where he is just slamming Roman Catholics for what they believe and telling people that they're going to go to hell and that, you know, they're salvation. And if you don't articulate you know, salvation the same way that he does or understand it, well then, you know, you're probably not saved and you're not a good Christian. But he had this one clip on that was very disturbing for me. And we're going to take a listen to this now and we're going to break it up a little bit here. Right with God. And I'm glad that you're here because that means you want to hear something about the gospel message. So let's get right into it. It's uh, today's scripture verse is Psalm 119, 165. 119 by the way, is the uh, longest chapter in the Bible. This is true. 165, great peace have those who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. Let's read that again. Great peace have those who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. And I love God's law. Praise the Lord. God is good. Let's uh, have a quick prayer. CWM, uh, I love your streams. Hey, thanks so much. Appreciate that. Welcome to the stream. I appreciate your support. Okay, so one of the things about um, Seventh Day Adventists is they believe, like I said, you know, some strange things. Number one, they believe in something called soul sleep. So when you die, you don't go to heaven. You just fall asleep until the resurrection. So nobody's in heaven, according to them. There is nobody there. So when Jesus said to the thief on the cross, uh, this day you will be with me in paradise, he was obviously lying um, in the uh, book of Revelation when people are in heaven, you know, watching things that are about to take place. Uh, of course, that's all a big lie, I suppose, uh, which is weird. So here, somebody asked him about his favorite saint, and he has this to say. Who is your favorite saint? I don't have a favorite saint because they're dead in the ground. Jesse being with the six months. So as you good. can hear. Amen. Thank you so much for the six months. Enjoy that six month back. He, he's not going to, you know, uh, agree with that. He's not going to understand that his use of scripture is very selective. But one of the more troubling things that he says is uh, this right here. Nobody knows the time when Jesus is coming back. Not even the angels of heaven. Actually, that's not true. Um, I want to, I've learned something recently. 
All right, just real quick for everybody, in case you don't know, Matthew 24, verse 36 says, But as for that day and hour, no one knows it, not even the angels in heaven, except the Father alone. Now, also, that is found in um, in Mark. And it says it very clearly right there. But as for that day and hour, no one knows it, not even the angels in heaven. Now, the Greek construction of this sentence makes it very clear that nobody knows that the day or the hour um, has the definite article. It's the main point of the sentence. Um, the no one that is spoken of is the subject, and it is that no one knows the day or the hour. Um, and the knowing part of it um, is the word uh, oiden, uh, which has the connotation to it of uh, knowing, but it's in a, a, a specific form. It's in a perfect active indicative, which means that uh, uh, when it's in the perfect mood in Greek, it means that it is a past event that has a present and ongoing effect, which means that nobody will ever know. Nobody knows. No, it's impossible for anybody to know. That's the main point. Nobody knows. Only the Father knows. Okay? It's not uh, It's not passive as then, you know, uh, people just passively don't know. It's an indicative. It's, it's saying, it's indicating something. Nobody knows. Okay? It's not an imperative. It's nothing else. Nobody knows this whatsoever. And what Dr. Witnesser here does is he perverts the Word of God to make it say uh, what he wants it to say by actually adding to it. He says, no one knows this. No one knows the day or the hour. No one has any idea. And what's crazy about this is that every single English translation that I've looked at, go to, go to Bible Gateway and check it out. And you will not find an English translation that is going to say what he says. You'll find every translation says, no one knows. Everyone does. If it was to say anything differently, there would at least be one or two translations or a variant or a different understanding that would be in the notes somewhere or anything. It says it nowhere, nowhere at all. But listen to what he does. So that verse is right here. And it actually, it's actually read wrong. But of that day and hour, no one knows. The word knows here in the original text is meant to be translated as um, make it known. No, it's not. Like this is supposed to read, but of that day and hour, no one maketh known. That is grammatically incorrect. I mean, completely. Like there, there is nothing in there that that indicates that it's not even it, it's not even a possible form with this particular word i mean to maketh known would be to gain knowledge and you would the, the word um gnosko would be in there in some form and it's not it's it's oiden from oida meaning you know to know um so it's problematic right on its face, right from there. So even the word is wrong that he's trying to make it say. And this is somebody that they are a very, very, very immature Christian. The Theology Pit is a partner-funded ministry. 
please consider partnering with us by making a donation at thetheologypit.com. Just scroll to the bottom of the page, hit the donate button, and make a contribution to the best Theology Pit podcast on the internet. Now, let's get back to the show. You know, we've spoken before about how everybody is a theologian. It's it's whether you are a good theologian or a sloppy theologian. Now, a sloppy theologian takes the word of somebody without looking it up. I mean, this guy is taking this. He has an audience. He has a platform. He's been a Christian for almost two years, or at least taken his faith seriously for almost two whole years. And he is just going online and spouting this stuff off. He comes across something that tickles his ears and doesn't understand it, doesn't understand uh, uh, the meanings behind it, and just blindly accepts it in the face of all the evidence, in the face of every translatable evidence, okay? And this is what he does. And he reads to it. And, and he's actually adding in the word maketh there. And he's you know, using a completely different word. And and this is the problem um, with, with people that don't study and they go out and preach and teach. And let's listen to more here. Not even the angels of heaven, but my father only. And that's 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 bigger implications. Maketh known means that they know it, but it's not their job to maketh known the day of the hour. See, and there's the problem. the The sentence construction does not allow for that. The sentence construction is not that they know, but they're not allowed to make it known. It is they don't know. Nobody knows. That is the point of the phrase. Not what well, they know, but they're just not allowed. They don't have permission. Nothing, nothing in the Greek um, it gives even that inclination. It's it's completely <clears throat> grammatically wrong. Excuse me for that little cough. And um, even, like I said before, even the wording uh, does, you would need, literally need different words to say that you would need different tenses nothing in there is saying what he is having it say he somebody made something up somebody obviously that has no greek training has made something up and passed it off and his itching ears said hey i like that it's palatable to me it sounds good to me and that just makes more sense to me so i'm going to say it like that and now he's taking this really bad hermeneutic this really bad interpretation and he's allowing it to taint the way that he reads scripture and on top of that he is pushing it onto other people he is proclaiming something that is not and for somebody like him if if you if you watch him if you listen to him a lot he is very big on works based salvation and following the law for salvation okay if if this was um exposed to him if 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 he was exposed for this he would still deny it because he can't be wrong if he's wrong he loses his salvation he will never repent from this even in the face of evidence and the face of the evidence here is every single english translation that I have found that exists and including uh, Greek lexicons talking about this particular word. And when you think about it, if Jesus is God, because this makes perfect sense, if Jesus is God, why wouldn't he know the answer to that? Right? He's like the third Godhead. He's got the all the power, you know, the judgment allocated to him for the world. Why wouldn't God know that? This is someone who doesn't understand doesn't Christology. And some people will say, well, because he was on the earth, he didn't know that. But when he got to heaven, he knew it because it's actually read 
But if that day and hour make knoweth maketh known, like no one's going to make it known except the Father. And that makes sense because when the latter rain falls uh, in the last days, God is going, God the Father is going to speak, and it's good. We're going to hear the day and the hour of Jesus' coming. So it's actually supposed to read, but of that day and hour, no one maketh known, not even the angels of heaven, but my Father only. All right, we got a couple problems going on here. Um, first off, he has no idea what the second coming is going to look like. Uh, he has no idea about the, um, you know, the, the promise uh, parousia, the um, or parousia, however you pronounce it, however you want to pronounce it. Um, the what it looks like. Um, he doesn't understand the first time that God came to earth in Genesis and what happened, the description in Psalms of what the day of the Lord will look like. Um, that, I mean, cedar trees will be broken like they're, you know, splinters, like they're sticks. Uh, they'll be uprooted. Tre trees will be uprooted. The thunder and lightnings, everything will be so terrifying that animals will give birth. I mean, we have these great descriptions and the voice of God we see in the first Pentecost in um, Exodus, whenever God speaks on the mountain and there's thunders and lightnings and fire and all that that's taking place and how the second Pentecost was a, um, a, a replication of that in what occurred with the tongues of fire and the speaking in many voices. Like every, it's all in scripture. It's all right there. But he hasn't taken the time to study it. Now, another big problem is, is that he's bringing up an ancient Christological heresy that is known as Apollinarianism, where Jesus didn't have a human mind. He had a God mind. He was just a God in a bod. And so, therefore, he was just God in a bod. He knew everything. He had all the power. He knew everything. He did that. He wasn't completely man. He was part man, part God. And that's kind of, that's a Eutychianist um, Christological heresy. So, he's got these two heresies going on. He doesn't even know because he's never studied. Which actually makes a lot of sense. Because Paul, I don't know why he's bringing Paul in here. Stuff. And it basically, he was saying, uh, "I'm not. I'm not telling you. <laughs> I can't tell you. It's up to the Father. It's up to the Father on telling when Jesus is coming is." Because, like I said, Jesus is God, right? Why wouldn't he be connected with that and know that? There's this thing called the kenosis that is spoken of in, um, I believe it's in Philippians. And it talks about how Christ emptied himself. Okay. So he veiled his divine attributes and relied only on the Holy Spirit. So I learned that the original text, like the translation, the word know is actually knoweth or maketh known. And that it is used in that context throughout the Bible. It is not. It's whoever told him that completely made it up and he swallowed so, it hook, line, and sinker because it tickled his ears. That text, according to scholars, is actually supposed to be read, but of that day and hour maketh, no one maketh known. Not the angels, Jesus, but only the Father. Okay, just because somebody uses the word scholars does not mean that scholars do that. When people say that, ask them what scholars, what scholar. I mean, he, first off, he didn't even say, oh, I learned from this scholar. This is what I learned recently. He didn't because it wasn't a scholar. It was probably some Seventh-day Adventist thing 
that you know he just listens to whatever they say and they make stuff up he doesn't check it and there aren't many scholars that do this quite frankly there are none i i have never heard of this and grammatically it is wrong nobody would make this mistake there are no scholars he just lied there are no scholars whether it was an intentional lie or unintentional it's probably unintentional but it's it's problematic because people like this walk around online. This is why I'm getting on Twitch and, and some other streamers to clarify Father, stuff. It's not up to Jesus or the angels or Paul or any of the apostles to maketh known the hour of his coming. They know. No, they don't. But it's not up to them to know for us to know the hour until God the Father tells us specifically when the latter rain falls. No, it's actually very clear. Days. Nobody knows. Grammatically. Nobody knows. That's the point of that. Uh, Drex... Uh, Dreads, Dready XFN. Uh, stop uh, he's just talking it. to his his chat here, and, and somebody in no. his chat asked about how to stop being a homosexual or something like that, and he just said, "Just stop doing it." But see, this th- this becomes the problem um, is that you get people like this that build themselves up a platform, and they are young Christians. I don't fault them for that, and I don't fault them for you know doing what they want to do, but. Um, He's responsible. And scripture tells us that, you know, people like this are responsible. Uh, James chapter three, you know, says, I pray that not many of you will become teachers because you should know that you'll be judged more harshly. Kind of paraphrasing that. Uh, But that's exactly what it is. The word of God is something serious and you should take it seriously, especially if you are proclaiming your Christian faith and going out and teaching people. Now, I don't think this guy is not saved. Um, I don't think that, you know, he is uh, intentionally uh, doing this to be malicious in any way. He is genuinely wrong here, completely wrong. And part of his problem is with him being a young Christian, he cannot take criticism. He refuses to because his salvation is based on his faith. His faith is based on his knowledge. If his knowledge is wrong and and in error, then his faith is in error, then i.e. he is not saved. And that becomes the problem with basing your salvation solely on the will of your faith and what you can do because any misstep and you are not saved. I mean, even saying to somebody, that you know your faith in Christ is not what saves you. It is Christ alone that saves you. Messes people up and they, they have a hard time accepting it if they ever accept it at all because they're accepting it means that, well, I was wrong before, so that means that I wasn't saved. And it's like, no, it's exactly the opposite. You were always saved. You just thought about it wrongly. Okay, you just had a wrong opinion. You just had a wrong um, you know, focus here uh, for it. And... Whenever that's the case, whenever that is your salvation, you can't be corrected. So with Dr. Witnesser, he goes online and I've seen people, uh, excuse me, push back against him, push back against his faith and he gets mad. He gets real mad. He might shut their microphone off. Um, He gets very snarky with them. Uh, He will yell at them. He got in trouble for telling some Muslim kid that he was going to hell and um, telling kids that are Catholic. I mean, children. He's talking to children here. He's not talking to adults. I mean, a lot of times he does talk to adults because adults play Fortnite and they game and stuff. But a lot of times I've heard him on there with children. And he, and you know, fair enough, he says, you know, I, I go in Fortnite and I teach people about the Bible and I tell them about the gospel. 
and he uses what's called the Lordship Salvation view. Um, and it's been popularized by like Wretched Radio and Way of the Master, uh, Ray Comfort, Kirk Cameron, Todd Friel. Um, they're big on it. Um, a lot of Arminian viewpoints are on it that you have to, um, you know, repent, uh, turn from your sins and make Christ uh, Lord of your life. And even all that has a lot of um, problematic issues as well. Because, you know, you repenting is turning from your sins. There's a category mistake that's, you know, going on with a lot of that. And we have to really be careful in the way that we are talking to people and especially children. And this guy just went online and told all of his followers, and I should pull up that, um, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to actually pull up that particular clip and see if I can get a view count on it real quick. All right. I can't find that particular broadcast. So somebody probably said something that, um, didn't agree with him or he couldn't answer. And so he took it down, but he gets around 8,000 views. Thank you for listening to the theology pit. Please take a moment to rate our podcast and leave a comment about what you like or what you don't like. Each rating and comment helps others discover this show. Don't forget to visit us at thetheologypit.com to make a donation. While on the website, we would appreciate it if you would share these podcasts with your friends and family on social media. Our Facebook page is also titled The Theology Pit. Stop over and give us a like. If you have any questions or topics you would like to hear discussed on the podcast, please write to samson at thetheologypit.com. That's samson, spelled S-A-M-S-O-N, at thetheologypit.com. Now, here's a preview of next week's show. So I'm probably going to do these more than once a week, but definitely once a week are going to come up. And um, if you go to my YouTube page, the Theology Pit YouTube page, you'll be able to see the Dr. Witnesser episode. In, in total, I do a longer um you know, uh, examination of it. And I also, uh, you'll be able to see on the screen, uh, me going into the Greek and explain that a little bit more, but this guy gets, you know, I mean, he has hundreds of thousands of followers and, you know, on, on Fortnite on this one, he probably had like eight or 9,000 people that heard this bad Bible stuff. This and more on the next theology pit. Mm-hmm.